Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with Your Mind, Your Body, and Your Choice. So, today's a great day. Um, yesterday was a great day, and every day seems to get better. I pray if you've been in a valley, or the lesson I heard recently, out in the middle of a very tumultuous ocean or somewhere, I pray that every day you give yourself some positive affirmations and look for the good and don't wallow in the bad. We all have a habit sometimes of when things are bad, wallowing in it and not trying our best to turn a bad situation around. You could have a negative thought and instead of quickly disowning that negativity and start thinking positively, you start dwelling in that negative thought and you make it bigger and bigger and bigger until you're now anxious, you're not sleeping, you're overeating, you're not eating enough, you're, you're just wallowing in that negativity. We've all got to figure out a way to not be that way. Anxiety is at an all-time high. I don't think I have spoken to a single person the last year or two that did not suffer from anxiety. Think back. Do you remember when you were younger suffering from anxiety? Um, because even kids now are suffering from anxiety. And it is absolutely crazy. We've got to get control of our own feelings and the way we react and act to certain circumstances that push us to the point where we are now living in anxiety. We are living in fear. We are medicated. And I'm telling you guys, these medications they give us now, they make things worse in my opinion. Now some things they, they work like I have hypertension, I'm on one pill, I take it. Occasionally, I'll take my pill, I take one at night. Um, not too late at night because they make me have to go to the bathroom. So I try to take them generally between five and seven, the one pill. But sometimes I'll wake up and I feel overly exhausted and I feel jittery and um, I just don't feel my normal self and I know it's because my blood pressure is high so I'll take another pill. It's not recommended but I know what I need to do for me. I also know the side effects of those pills. Um, my daughter, she had a cesarean section with her baby and they prescribed her oxycodone um, for pain. She never took one pill, not one. And I looked up the side effects for oxycodone, and of course, one is you become addictive. But in the list, it says, do not worry about becoming addicted to this pill. If you are in pain, continue to pay, take the pill, and if you need more, consult your doctor. Do not worry about the addictiveness. And I'm thinking, are you serious? So you don't want us to worry about becoming addictive to a highly addictive pill. Call our doctor if we need more so we can get more of this highly addictive pill. And then they will 
prescribe us other things to wean us off of this highly addictive pill. Goes with the commercials we all see. Take this pill for help with blase, blase, blase. And then quickly it says, the side effect of taking these pills are la 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 la. It's crazy. The side effects outweigh the one effect of taking a pill. You take a pill because you're losing your hair. So the doctor prescribes this pill to help regrow your hair. But in the midst of it, you start having heart palpitations. So they prescribe a pill for that. You develop a rash. They develop a pill for that. All in the while, all you were trying to do is grow back your hair. And now you're gaining a lot of weight. So they prescribe something for that. And you're depressed. So they describe, per, excuse me, prescribe something for that. So now you're on five pills for one issue. But I digress. The whole purpose of this is taking control of your life. I was telling my husband yesterday that um, he asked me, did I tell my doctor I was going through this, you know, I got up, I had slept so well, I felt great. My eyes were all wide and white and just glowing skin. I said I looked like I had on makeup and I didn't because I hardly ever do and I was just happy. Um, but then I got ready to go to the gym and I started feeling really, really, really jittery and my whole face felt like it had pins on the inside. They didn't hurt but it just felt like I was being pricked all over my face and my hands. So I decided let me not go to the gym right now. I went to the store and lost control of my legs. They felt very um, heavy, like my muscles. I had no control over my muscles and my arms. And I remember back in 2012, I felt the exact same way and I was diagnosed with MS. But fast forward a few years later, I was told, no, you don't have MS, you have anxiety. So I was thinking, man, what's going on with me? I had to sit down twice in the store and um, I eventually was able to re to gain my composure enough to check out and get home. But we ended up buying food. I had taken out shrimp. I couldn't wait to fix this shrimp. I was disappointed, but I also knew that the way my legs were feeling, it, it wasn't going to be smart for me to try to come in here in the kitchen and cook and possibly burn myself or something. So my husband and I, we went and got food. Anyway, he asked me, did I tell my doctor at my last appointment about this feeling? Because it's not the first time I told him that. And I said, no, I don't think I did. Then I thought about it. I said, no, I did. Actually, I told her uh, about the bouts I have with this. And I asked her, was there something natural I could take? And immediately she thought I wanted weed, marijuana. And she was like, oh, I don't really believe in that. You know, I, I don't believe in people getting high to feel a certain way. And I smiled at her because not once did I ask for weed. I just asked for a natural way to relieve these symptoms, these non-painful symptoms. So I told my husband, if there was an oil I could take, even if it had that, I think it's called CBD or whatever in it, I would take it. If there was a gummy or something that would relieve that and take me off of the 
high blood pressure medicine, I would do it. I don't see me smoking marijuana, but I guess if it's all natural, why not? These doctors would prefer to prescribe you some pain with a laundry list of side effects than to give you something natural like that. And I don't quite understand why. Now, I didn't get into it with the doctor why she didn't want to give me something more natural. Maybe it's the fact that you know, there's money in prescribing these medications, but I also know some of these medications, a side effect is cancer. So I had a hysterectomy telling you too much of my business, but I had a hysterectomy at age 32 and they put me on Primarin. It's a hormone replacement. I have been on Primarin for 20 years. They do not recommend it. You take it more than two or three years. But every time I've tried to wean myself off of it, the hot flashes and the night sweats are unbearable. It causes me to lose sleep. It changes my personality. I become very short, pretty aggressive with my, my thinking and my words because I'm uncomfortable and I'm not sleeping. And so my doctors will continuously put me back on it. So about four years ago, my doctor told me, listen, we're just going to keep you on these pills because the benefit outweighs the negativity. And he was right because every time I try to stop and take something natural, the benefits went straight down and the hot flashes and the night sweats and the the mood swings and all that would kick right back in high gear. So I had no control over my body and it's irritating to try to sleep and you're sweating up everything and you want to go stand in your deep freezer. You just want to take all the food out, lay your body in that deep freezer, close the dang on doors and tell people don't bother you until the next day so you can sleep. You don't even feel the cold. I remember once it was snowing. I was in Kansas City and I was having one of those really bad hot flashes and I went outside in shorts and no shoes, no joke. I had on flip-flops, I think. And I just could not cool down standing outside and, and I hate to be cold. That's the crazy part. I hate to be cold. I'm anemic. But when you have those hot flashes, baby, there is nothing in the world you wouldn't do to to feel a little bit of coolness against your body but once again i digress so the whole point was they were um he said the benefit of taking the pill outweighs the negative um reaction from taking the pill and the only negative thing that i could think of which is great is prolonged use causes cancer in some patients. It's been 20 years. I get checked every year and thank goodness that has not happened to me. And he also told me if it didn't happen within the first seven to 10 years, the chances of it happening to me are less than 1%. So that made me feel good. There are no other side effects I have to this pill. It keeps me happy. It's my happy pill. It's it's my my glass of wine taking this pill. It's it's my for you smokers, it's my hit of the marijuana stick taking this pill. 
So what I did though was I tried other things. I went to Walmart, I bought something called Estrovin, I believe. It didn't work. I tried the black licorice and the, the ginger tea and the all these different things I looked up and they said it relieves hot flashes and night sweats. I've probably tried to wean myself no less than eight times. And each thing I did that I looked up for natural usage was useless. The same with my hypertension. I did not want to take a pill. I absolutely refused for the first six months, but I ended up in the emergency room a few times. So I was like, okay, you're either going to die or you're going to take this pill. So I took the pill. But the whole point is I tried everything I could to take control of my body without utilizing what the doctor gave me. But in the end, I knew I needed that pill. Just like some of you might be on heart medication. You need that pill, don't stop taking it. You might be on hypertension, you might have diabetes. Take your medication. But if there is something proven that can take you off a medication that might be shortening your life, try it. Don't give up your medication, but try it. And I'm not saying that, I'm not a doctor. Let me throw that out there. I'm not a doctor at all. What I'm saying, though, is take control of your life. Take control of things that bother you. I don't mean just medication. I mean life. I mean life. I've told you guys in a previous podcast that the COO of our company, I've been told he said some very nasty things about me. But everybody who's told me said he is extremely threatened by you. Extremely threatened by you. He calls me constantly needing help with various things, and I help. I don't mind. Whatever it is, I help repeatedly. But I also know the things he said about me and the things he's done, so I don't care for him. And when he sees me, he knows I don't care for him. I don't try to hide it. I decided recently I've got to take control of that. I've got to take control of people who have thrown negativity my way. That's their problem, not mine. Because what happens is when people start feeding you that negativity and you're listening to it, it makes you upset. It puts you in a bad mood. It makes you want to hurt that person. It makes you want to let them know, I know what you've said and I know what you're on. And this is how I feel about it. Or you don't bother me. You're nobody to me. But it is bothering you. Those people who say, you know what? I don't care what nobody says about me. I don't care what nobody thinks. They're lying. They're lying. We all care. We might care more about some people than others, but we all care. So I decided recently um, to change my attitude. After I did that podcast on negativity... I realized I have my own bout, my own demons, my own fight with negativity. And what it does to me is it causes that anxiety I was talking about. It causes me to lose sleep. It causes me to go buy z and drink some at night so that I can sleep. But my thing with things like z or Benadryl or any medication that makes you sleepy, it doesn't wear off on me. It's two to three days, so I'm groggy for two to three days before I'm okay again. So I try to avoid things like that. 
But after two or three days of non-sleep, I'll go take a hit of the z coil And it's a vicious cycle that I can control. You want to know how? Let me tell you. First thing I did was pulled out my Bible. And after talking to a good friend of mine, I started looking up biblical verses that hit things that I was struggling with. Anxiety, anger, <laughs> not forgiving. And once I did that, I started praying about different things to help me get past that. And then I started dealing with certain people differently. So what I did with the COO, I went to go see him one last time. I have had problems with him, which so many people have had problems with him, but this was my issue. So I went to him and I said, listen, we work together and hopefully we both want the same thing for the same company. I'm the chief compliance officer. You're the company um, operating officer. We've got to work in tangent. We've got to work together. We don't have to like each other. If I see you on the street, I don't have to greet you. If you see me on the street, you don't have to greet me. I'm good with that. But when we're there in this office, well, I work from home, but when we have to do something together, let's do it together. Let's do it and show the people who report to us that there's no animosity here. We do not have to like each other, but if you're really working for the better of this company, you absolutely know you need me. Now, I'm not trying to sound um, like I'm over here popping my collar, but I honestly don't need him. <laughs> he absolutely needs me. Not only am I the compliance officer, I'm the only one certified in first aid. I'm the only one in the company who knows the STDs, HIVs, and can train everybody in these things. I'm the only one in the company who is familiar with all the communicable diseases because I was the communicable disease director for the Department of Health. So I do all that. When we have to vaccinate, I'm the one who knows vaccines from beginning to end. So I do all the training. I'm the one who wrote the phlebotomy um, training manual for the phlebotomist. I am the one who knows all the exits, the exit points, and what OSHA looks for when they come to our buildings, where the fire extinguishers go, how to train everybody on the fire extinguishers, how to use the tools, the opening and closing procedures. I wrote the handbook, the employee handbook. I wrote the code of conduct. I, I wrote the mission and the values. I can do this all day. So anything he needs, he has to come to me for the training. And what I need to do is say absolutely no problem because I want the company to succeed. I would love to see my, my income increase because the company is doing so well. I would love to see the people under me and around me, their money increase their income just go up. I would love to see everybody get raises. I would love to have company functions that are limitless when it comes to the money. And because I want to see the company do well, that means I need to see my COO do well, which means I need to have an open door policy for him. Ever since I went and spoke to him, you guys, I promise you, 
Almost every day he calls me. Hey, hey, Sonia, how you doing, sweetie? Hey, Sonia, how you doing, beautiful? Hey, hey, how you doing? You have a good weekend? Yeah, I had a great weekend. Me and the family, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now, I really don't care what him and his family did, but I listen. And I tell him at the end, that's awesome, Ron. So, what do you need today? And I help him. No problem, I got you. And I do it. And I do it for the company. And let me tell you, ever since I have that attitude, instead of the, I blocked him on my phone, he sends me an email, I read it, and then I put it in my junk, or I just put it in red and, and leave it there. I'm not doing the company any good service because I didn't want to help him. I'm not. I even called the CEO at one time and said, yo, listen, you need to tell him to stop calling me. What, what's going on? You guys can't help him. What if I train somebody else and they train him because I don't want to be bothered. And the CEO will do anything to please me. He's like, okay, mom, no problem. But I also know that was causing him stress. His CCO and COO bumping heads and not getting along and me not wanting to talk to him and he's talking about me to everybody and that causes stress. And now I'm adding more stress on the stuff that my boss is already going through. And once again, it's a vicious cycle when all I had to do was put on my big girl panties and go say, hey, let's work together. Let's work in tangent. Let's do good for the company together. It pleased him to no avail. So much so he went to HR and said, man, me and Sonya are good. As I was telling my husband, he was happy that I was willing to work with him. Even if he goes and speaks negatively about me again and it comes to me, there's two things I'm going to do. Number one, I'm going to tell whoever is in my face telling me this. That's his problem. That's his problem. Keep y'all's conversation between y'all. He felt comfortable enough to talk about me to you, so feel comfortable enough to keep it to yourself. That's the first thing, which I've already done to somebody and blocked that person from my phone because I told them, I went and told them to their face, you're messy. And when somebody is talking about anybody else to you, you have the right to tell them you don't wanna hear it. But if you wanna sit there and listen to it, then keep it to yourself. Because you as a grown up telling other people what people are saying is messy. Which leads to the second point is if they, um, if they, you know, don't want to keep it to themselves and shut it down or shut it down. I said shut it down. The second thing is to ask that person, okay, well, they feel really, really, really comfortable talking about me so badly to you. And you had a lot to tell me that they said. So what did you do the whole time they were talking about me? It puts people in a very uncomfortable position when you turn the tables back on them. Because I promise you, anyone who has a whole conversation one-sided about something somebody else was saying about you didn't shut it down. They probably laughed. They probably joined in. They're not going to tell you what they said. But I, I absolutely promise you, and some of you have seen me do this before. I will say, you know that person's my friend? Or 
you know I talked to that person, right? Or, well, listen, have you talked to them about this? Because maybe they don't know and maybe you guys can work this out. But the last thing I'm going to do is sit there and listen to the entire conversation and turn around and come back and tell you. Because it makes me look messy. It makes me look like an in, in, <laughs> instigator. Excuse me. It makes me look like a troublemaker. And it looks like I'm purposely trying to hurt you. And I know people don't think like that, but that's what it is. When people come back and tell you rumors about you and things they've heard, they are purposely hurting you. They are starting trouble. You've got to shut those kind of people down. You don't want to hear it. And you got to let them know that, hey, listen, next time you keep that between y'all, y'all gossiping people, and they're going to deny, oh, no, I didn't say anything. Yeah, but you listened to a 20-minute conversation about me. So even if you didn't say a word, you absolutely agreed with that person because you didn't shut it down. Take control of your anxiety. Take control of what you will put up with from other people. Take control of what you put in your body. I'm telling you guys, the last week, all I've been doing is taking control of my mind and of my body. Shutting down foolishness left and right. Now, a lot of foolishness does not come my way. And that's the truth because people know I don't deal with foolishness. I just don't. I either care for you or I don't. And if I say anything about anybody, it's from my perspective and it's because how I feel about a situation that's dealing with me. Here's an example. I could tell some, I have said to somebody, I really don't care for him. I don't care for him because of things that, you know, he's done to me. So I don't really want to do that with him. That's my truth. But I don't say, you know what? I don't like the way he dresses and the way he walks. Did you hear about what him and his wife were doing? Oh my God. Do you know what he does on his weekends? None of that is any of my business. If it doesn't pertain to me, I try not to ever speak on it. Now, have I ever gossiped? Of course I have. I'm human and I'm a woman. Of course I have. But I don't make a habit of it. And I don't sit and let people talk about my friends to me. If it does not bother or pertain to me, I stay out of it. So I don't get a lot of phone calls for gossip. Matter of fact, I don't get any phone calls for gossip, not one. The phone calls I get already are minimum, um, mostly family and friends I consider family. And it's all love. It is, I, that's, uh, it is all love. If somebody's going through something, they call me and we talk about it. And then I don't hang up and call somebody else and tell them what they're going through. Recently, somebody told me, you know, I think this person's on drugs. Please, this is between you and I. This is between you and I. This is between you and I. I think they're on drugs, and this is why. That was important to me because this is somebody I care about. I don't really know much about drugs, so I listen. But the crazy thing is, the person they were telling me about said the exact same thing about the person telling me this, that they thought they were on drugs. 
They told me the drug they thought they were on and the rumors they heard about them being on drugs. The only reason I listen to it all is because it's all people who work in the same company I work in. These are things that are important to me because I'm your compliance officer and I can't have people coming to work on drugs. All it did was open my senses to watch both of them. But I would never go back to the first one and say, well, God dang, they said the same thing about you. That is being messy. It is also breaking my oath in my job. But those are the kind of things I just want you guys to be very cautious and aware of. Do not, I repeat, do not go back and tell people things you've heard about them. It's hurtful. Also, it lets them know that you sit and listen to people talk about them. Number two, do not be afraid to shut down gossipers. Do not be afraid to shut down negativity because it'll weigh on you. When you get a negative thought or something hits you or hurts you, you do whatever you have to do. If you're spiritual or religious, look up a Bible verse on it, pray about it, and then think of positive ways to turn that negative thought around. Write it down, make it plain and clear, and um, do whatever you have to do to turn that into a positive, positive thought. Also, if you don't have support, when you need support, let's say your spouse doesn't support you or your family doesn't support you and you don't know what to do in those instances, you pray about it. You talk about it. If you have a mate that doesn't support you, that is worth having a sit-down conversation. Let us discuss this. This is how I feel. I feel like you're not supporting me. And if they jump on you, you have to stop them and say, Whoa, you're not making this any better. I'm telling you how I feel, right, wrong, or indifferent. You don't have to agree, but this is how I feel. This is how you make me feel. I need your support. This is how you can support me. This is what you've been doing. This is what I would love to see a change in. If they flip it on you and start telling you how they feel and what you're not doing, they're not receiving what you're saying. What I used to do was write stuff down. I would write letters. If I feel like I can't talk to you because you're not going to be open to listening to me and you're going to turn it around and make it about you, I'm writing it down. I'm passing it to you. That's what I used to do. I don't have to do that anymore because I can absolutely openly communicate with my mate. But these kind of things weigh on you even more and cause more anxiety and you feel like you have nowhere to turn to when you're not getting support. Baby, I promise you always have somewhere to turn to. You're just not looking in the right areas. Your spouse doesn't support you. What about your mom? What about your sibling? What about your father? What about your uncle? What about your aunt? Your family doesn't support you. What about that reference that has been in your 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 little block right there? Your your close friend that you could share anything with. Talk to them. You always have somebody. What about your minister, your preacher, your pastor, your bishop? What about a teacher, your principal, your, your, your coach, your next door neighbor, the, the leader of your, your spiritual group? 
your whatever, whatever. You have somebody in your life. Don't think it has to be that person right next to you. If they're not receiving right now, there is somebody, but I, I've said this before, I don't mean go from person to person telling your business. I mean, pray about that thing and see who comes up. I have the same two people come up faithfully. Faithfully. The same two people. Faithfully. So I don't even have to ask anymore. I know I can talk to her or I can talk to him. And I can always pray. So, listen. Do what you have to to take control of your mind. Do what you have to to take control of your body. Once again, I'm not telling you to stop taking any medication, ever. I'm telling you for me, I try better methods that didn't work. So I take my hormone replacement faithfully once a day. And I take my hypertension medicine faithfully once a day. But if ever I run into something more natural that works, I will immediately stop taking one or both of those pills immediately because I do not like putting foreign objects in my body and that's what medication is to me especially any medication that can cause so many other adverse reactions and cause you to take another pill and another pill and another pill and you've went from being on one to five to seven to eight and you're feeling worse and worse and worse that's what I'm saying about medication. But everything else, it's your mind. You take control of it. What you receive in is up to you. What you stop to keep your sanity is up to you. But if you constantly let people bring you negativity and negativity and negativity, you're going to get what you get. You're going to get what you get. Lack of sleep, lack of function. Lack of ability, lack of happiness, you're going to get it all. But when you're able to tell people, hey, yo, 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And next time you come see me, it better be positive or just general conversation. But don't you bring your ass back in here to tell me negative things that people are saying or doing. I don't want to hear it. And when you shut that down like that, it will make you feel so good. And not only will it make you feel good, it will stop that person from doing that. Now, they might go talk about you to somebody else, but that's them. That's them. There will always be people who love to keep stuff stirred. Um, excuse the language, but they're called shit stirs. And you'll have people stirring those pots for the rest of your life. Let them be. That's what their job is. Their job is just to be messy. Let them be messy, but don't let them bring that mess to you. And don't you be the messy person. If you are that messy person, this podcast was for you. Cut it out. If you are that person that started off on one pill and now you're taking seven, talk to your doctor. If you are that person who you're losing your sunshine and you're losing yourself to anxiety, think about what's going on with you. Write it down, make it plain, and pray about it fix it. You can do it. The power is yours. And I promise you, 
when you get those little snippets and tidbits, I feel so good for saying that, you guys, snippets and tidbits. And all that means is sometimes you pray about things and you're looking for things and you'll get little snippets of it and you'll get little tidbits of it. I learned that from my girl, Paula. You start putting that stuff together and next thing you know, it is plain in your face. Fix it. Don't get these warnings and all these things you've been praying to get and ignore them. That's just insane. You guys, we could all be a better person, a better, stronger person, and a happier group of people, and a village again, which you know I always wanted, and a helping hand if we can just work in ourselves first. Let's work on ourselves, fix ourselves for the better, be good people, be great stewards, look out for each other, cut out the negativity, work, 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 work on you, 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 you to be better, 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 better and loving and kind and compassionate and all those great things, all right? I feel so good about today's podcast and I already know what I'm talking about next week, so I'm excited. I wrote it down. I learned that when when a subject hits me and it's extremely strong and I'm being pushed to go talk about it right then, I need to do it even if I'm saving it because I can save these. Because when I don't do that and I do sit down to speak, I can never remember what that topic was. So I'm getting better, you guys. Um, I hope everybody has a beautiful, beautiful day. And take care. You know, if you want to email me, it's sonya.artis, S-O-N-Y-A dot A-R-T-I-S at ymail.com. You could always email me. I respond and I use your topics. And I was emailed two topics that I am eventually going to speak about, but I need more information so that I'm thorough. All right. Take care. Y'all have a great day.